Hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a fantastic and awesome day today, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all. You voted, and it won by a landslide, the vitamin E. That's our super potent e-formula, mixed to coferol, incredibly good formula that I recommend. I take it on – that is one that I take on a daily basis. I know Dad does as well. Really helps out with inflammation response. It's incredibly good for the cardiovascular system, liver health. Also helps out with circulation, blood flow, and can help – act as a natural blood thinner, so to speak, from a natural standpoint. So be sure to check that out. That'll be on the website today as product of the week as y'all voted for it at healthmasters.com. And if you have any questions about that product or need any type of other questions answered immediately, feel free to give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. Thank you for your patience. Sometimes we do get people, multiple people calling at the same time. We have a small you know, family staff here. But we do answer the phones, and you are getting us in here in Central Florida. We're not transferring lines out to India or something. You're going to have to deal with somebody that has no idea about the products. Everyone here in the office takes them, lives with them, sells them, and is involved with them on a regular basis. So when you're calling Health Masters, you're calling direct information and direct topics to be answered right here at the office. So thank you again for your continued support. One of the first things that I saw this morning, I want to address this because this is something that I immediately have encouraged a few months back when I saw what was going on with the Women's uh, Swimming Championship. You guys remember a couple months back, there was the uh, Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines who spoke at a rally in January about the NCAA convention and uh, about having grown men that are six foot four in the swimming league with them that are grown men with male you know, appendages and swimming in the league and beating everybody by a landslide. And this entire moronic, I, was, I wish I could say it was a fad, this tranny fad that has popped up all over the country now that seems to be the new normal, which it's not the new normal. I will not pretend it's the new normal. And I call it a fad for right now because I think the more people that continue to push back over it, we're going to kind of push this thing back into a hole and people are actually going to have to address true science. You know, and it was funny to me back when all the stuff with COVID hit, wasn't it funny that immediately it was the science to lock down and the science to wear a mask and the science to get the gene therapy RNA shot? It was completely experimental, but suddenly it was also science for grown men that have been grown men their entire lives to now suddenly say, I'm a female. Oh, it's science. He's a female now. Isn't it funny how the science changes whenever they want it to and it only goes the direction they want it to to fit their narrative? It's funny and sad how we've reached that point. However, the Christian school now up in Vermont has forfeited the opposing team in the state championship tournament after they found that a transgender student, a grown male, full-size male, was on the team's female roster. The Mid-Vermont Christian School girls basketball team, the Eagles, was set to play against the Long Trail Mountain Lions in the playoff game last Tuesday before the Christian school dropped out of the game. Head of the school, Vicki Fogg, argued that it was extremely unfair and unsafe to have high school girls playing against a biological male. She goes on to say, and I quote, we withdrew from the tournament because we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes not only the fairness of the game, it was extreme safety of our players. Allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets an extremely bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. And so they did exactly, for, for the most part, what I told you guys about with the swimming team. 
said, you let the pistol go off and you let the grown tranny male that pretends he's a woman to go do his swim. When he gets done, he can get his little participation trophy. And then after that, the rest of the girls can compete. Now, that was individual sport. This being a team sport, they kind of had to make a big, you know, a big, you know, a big uh, incident about it to really declare it. And they did that. And this what's interesting about this is now, you know, if the Vermont Christian School would have even won. They wouldn't have gotten national coverage. Let's put it that way. A high school Vermont basketball team isn't going to get national coverage. Well, this has made coverage on everything from Yahoo to Fox News. I think one of the only places that hasn't covered it is CNN, which surprise, surprise. But this is what I have said repeatedly. Now, I'm sure this hurt stepping out of the playoffs. It would have hurt me if I tried and played and went through this and didn't end up going because I had to step out because of this situation. I guarantee you it stings. But on the other hand, too, Making a larger scene about this and making a giant brouhaha, so to speak, and addressing this and bringing light to it that this is not okay. Not only is it unbelievably unfair, it's not safe to be having a six foot four grown man who's 18 years old playing against females that are 16, 17, and 18 years old in high school basketball games competitively. None of that even makes stupid sense. You take, you take somebody with a shoe size IQ, they'll still say that's not fair. Yet, you've got this inclusion agenda in Vermont, which Vermont, by the way, is extremely hardcore pro-left when it comes to the transgender program that they've been pushing in the schools. And they've continually said that transgenders cannot be discriminated against. They've, they've got to be able to go wherever they want, okay? They've got to be able to do all that. They've got to be able to compete with girls. Doesn't matter if he's six foot eight, 300 pounds. He's in the girls' wrestling team. This is what he's got to do. It's because he's a girl. You can't discriminate against him because he's a girl. Everybody stands around and goes, this isn't only moronic. This is dangerous. Oh, no, no, no. This is science, guys. Are you a science denier? Are you a grandma killer? This is how stupid they've gotten in the school system in Vermont. So I commend this Christian school for standing their ground and sticking up for what they truly believe. I know that had to sting a lot because it would have hurt me having to step out of that game that you were prepped for. But on the other hand as well, this has got national coverage, and I encourage other schools to follow suit and do the exact same thing because this cannot go on in a civilized society where we pretend in a sports league now. There's a reason why there was a men's league and a women's league. If you have some individual like LeBron James now say, I'm a female and I'm going to go compete in the women's national basketball league now, WNBA, I'm going to go compete with the WNBA now because I've decided I woke up this morning and I'm a chick and they let him do it. And, you know, he has, you know, 840 points to zero with the, the girls team and just absolutely demolishes them. A bunch of them are, have broke collarbones and they have broke ankles. and They're all injured. And he goes, I won. I did this. Everybody's going to look at it and go. This isn't fair. This isn't science. This isn't normal. This is absolutely stupid. Why are we doing this? But because you've got a lot of these smaller schools now that are pushing this inclusive ideology, they're getting away with it. And it's time that it stops that these girls actually are able to play with their other peers in these games and stop having these perverted, moronic, grown men that want to pretend. And we have to go along with their fantasy because at no other point in history – has civilization followed the guidelines of people that are mentally ill? And clarify that. No point in civilized society has people followed the guidelines of people that were mentally ill. People that are mentally ill and have a true mental disorder are taken care of in that fashion. 
People support them. They take care of them. But nobody continually goes around and changes their entire rules and laws to go along with people that have a mental illness. That doesn't work. You can't go in and make everybody else comply with mental illness fantasies because that one person is mentally ill and the rest of civilized society that is not mentally ill has to go along with it. That does not work. That is a recipe for failure in every single case. I cannot believe I even having to talk about this right now. Other than that, hope everybody's having a fantastic morning. There's also another <laughs> another topic as far as bringing that up that I wanted to address real quick. I'm going to hand it to Dad. There's been a lot of stuff on Yahoo News this morning talking about how Russia had one of their oil refineries. Yahoo News brought it up, a couple of them. One of their oil depots bombed at the Black Sea, like 450 or 500 kilometers away from the Ukrainian border. Um, this is all theater right now. I can tell you this from now, from a lot of people that I know that I've talked to. This is not Ukrainian drones flying around bombing refineries, which, by the way, I, I want to know where all the environmentalists are that we've, we're bombing refineries now on the edge of the Black Sea. That's, I mean, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and pollute the ocean out, dump refinery oil, and you know, start things on fire right off the ocean. That's cool. Don't worry about that. There's a different country. We're not worried about that. Well, we are worried about Ukraine, you know, making sure they have hundreds of billions of dollars to spend. But don't worry about the oil depot getting bombed on the ocean, and they're coming out saying, Ukraine is now – they've done a drone strike, and they've bombed this depot, and they've, they're fighting back. No. This has turned into a proxy war. We already know what happened with the pipeline. We already know what a lot of the black ops do on a regular basis all around the world with Mossad and with the CIA and other black op groups that they have. This, again, is black ops directly going in and attacking what they need to attack and then handing the credibility to Ukraine. If you recall, it was like three months ago, I think end of November. Yeah, here it is right here. That Ukraine was trying to launch surfaced air missiles at Russia. Couldn't even figure out how to operate them. They started launching missiles and hitting Poland. Killed two Polish individuals in Poland with their missiles because they couldn't figure out how to operate the surfaced air missile operating systems. But yet suddenly they know how to operate long-range drone strikes from 450 kilometers away. Absolutely not. This is more theater to cover up what happened the same way it did with the pipeline that we pretty much now know we were directly involved in along with Mossad and the CIA. Be very cautious about what you believe with any of this theater right now because the rhetoric is designed to drag you in to the lies to make you think more and more and more lies and actually believe the lies are truth. Don't fall to them. What do you think, Deb? Well, number one, we don't even know if this drone strike actually occurred. We don't even know if it's correct. Really not. We're not there. And number two, it was probably Israel, period. It was just the primal side or, or CIA or MI6. Uh, you know, they don't have the technology to launch. I mean, 450 miles, that's a long ways to hit a target. It really is. I mean, these guys are a bunch of yahoos running around. They don't know what to do. I mean, you know, this whole thing, like you said, Austin, I mean, they're trying to create a larger and larger and larger conflict in that area. And it's sad because, you know, they can say whatever they want to do if you watch the movie Wag the Doll dog and you can make it sound like this is giant war going on over there but yet you know we don't really see that as far as any kind of proof from independent journalism that's being allowed in there because guess what there are no independent journalists that are going in there seeing this that's why last year if you guys remember i wanted to go over there and actually because i had a friend of mine still living there then and i wanted to go over there and i wanted to see the place for myself to see if this was really happening or not happening and he said the same thing you know you know this, they hear of these things they see of these videos but when the, the local stuff is around, they may hear a few things here and there, people hiding in the houses, not wanting to get drafted. But as far as this giant tank formation with the Russians and all these things that are happening, 
you know, where's the independent journalism with this? You know, in World War II, there were independent journalists embedded. In, in the Vietnam War, there were independent journalists embedded, and they had war correspondents. They were there talking and talking to the troops and interviewing the troops. You know, Stars and Stripes would interview the troops and talk about different GI stories. Where is that? Where is any of this right now? And so, again, I have to sit back and go, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm sure something's going on. And, you know, we had a guest on last week, and I disagreed with him on this as far as, you know, Russia not being involved with the New World Order. I want to, I want to believe that. I want to believe that. But with the Rothschild-controlled central bank running in Moscow and with the Bolshevik Revolution basically, you know, putting this group of people in charge of all the, the money going into Russia, I can't believe there's not an involvement there. And I, and I want to quote Otto Kahn again, how he said that both sides of the narrative are being controlled by the same people. And that's what we got to get. And when we see that, we can't unsee it. Now, as far as this thing with this Vermont deal with this with this basketball team and this 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 tranny on the basketball team, this is about the vision. It's all about the vision. It's always about the vision. And when you get these super liberal states like Vermont, you get people arguing and fighting over this all of the time. And this is exactly what's happening. I, I spoke to some friends this past weekend. They said people are fighting and never thought about anything before over politics and over the stuff that's going on locally and internationally and basically through our federal government. It's all designed for that, guys. It's all designed to tear everybody apart. You know, families are being torn apart. You know, relationships are being torn apart. You know, businesses are being torn apart with the lockdowns. You know, employees are being fired. Employees are being forced. And if you, if you listen to Woody Harrell's monologue last week on Saturday Night Live, the last couple of minutes, he talks about a movie that he's in that this that, that, that he's that he's that he's the CIA was. He doesn't say the CIA, but he starts talking about how drug traffickers. You know, bought up the media and said, "If you had, you were, we're going to lock you down and make you stay at home unless you take our drugs." And he kind of with the monologue, he was he was throwing a pretty big barb with the COVID lockdowns. And you know, the sad part about it is, is that you know a lot of people were going to just miss what he said. And see, so he said this is the narrative like a movie plot. And you remember, his father, Woody Harrelson's father. If you watch the movie from JFK to 9/11, it's a rich man's trick. They directly implement J Woody Harrelson's father. As one of the assassination people who were involved in the Kennedy killing of John F. Kennedy, watch the video. And it's funny, Woody Harrelson would come out and say something like this. And like Austin was talking about his spec ops friends the other day who were saying, don't believe anything the government is telling you. And that includes about Ukraine. It's, just, it's nonsense. By the way, uh, that six foot six boy who was 17 years old who viciously beat his teaching aide unconscious, there is justice. He's now being held on a million-dollar bond, and he's, charged, he's being charged as an adult finally. He's already beaten up multiple people last year, and he faces up to 30 years in prison after being arrested three times for battery in 2019. His name is Brendan Dapa. He basically is a complete and total lowlife. He's 17 and can be named for the first time after the 7th Judicial Court of Florida said that he would be transferred to the adult court. He is facing an aggravated battery charge after he allegedly attacked Joe Nadich, 57, at the Montanza High School on February 21st. The teenager threw the teaching assistant onto the floor before repeatedly punching her and kicking her unconscious because she took away his Nintendo PlayStation. I mean, this guy's not a boy. He's an adult. He's 17 years old. It kind of reminds me of Travon Martin. Remember that with George Zimmerman? Travon Martin was he 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", mixed martial arts fighting champion or whatever he was. Had Zimmerman down on the ground beating him and beating him and beating him. And Zimmerman pulls a gun out of his pocket and shoots Travon Martin and kills him. If we want to believe all that narrative, that happened that way. And what ended up happening is what do they do? They show us pictures of the Olin Mills photos of Travon Martin from, you know, when he was 10, 12 years old. and talks about how Zimmerman killed this little boy. No, never believe the narrative because the, the narrative is there, put there to you by the Kabbalists, Luciferians, to control the thought, the groupthink of the entire planet. 
Again, it's about division causing people to be destroyed over and over and over and over again in their relationships. And it never, ever ends. And if you go back and you look at some of the, you know, Riley sent me this this morning. It's really good. And it's from Vigilant Links. I'm going to post it. And it gives quotes from the Roman Empire. Now, the one thing we have from Rome is extensive documentation of the government, government officials, how the Rome government worked. That's why we have so much documentation from the New Testament because Rome was a very advanced society for that time. I mean, if you go and see the Colosseum and how they built that monster over there and see all the things like the Pantheon, which are still standing after thousands of years, you begin to realize very, very quickly that they had advanced alien fallen angel technology. And by the way, this thing with this fallen angel stuff is going to go back about thirty to 50,000 years with me when I do the alien wars. And the, we could call them the alien wars or the, uh, <laughs> the, the angel wars. And we're going to talk about in depth about what they did with these ancient monuments and structures again. And that's why that scientist a few months ago who basically also reported on this past this week about finding that dinosaur soft tissue remains that he said was only 36,000 years old. And they fired him from his position at the university. It ties right back into the angel wars and how this was part of the pre-Adamic race. Isn't it funny how suddenly the dinosaurs went extinct? Well, yeah, of course they did. The planet ended again. All of this stuff was brought to us via the courtesy of the Nephilim who sinned against the reptiles. I mean, this all of this stuff is part of our history on our planet that nobody wants to talk about. And when Christians basically get brought into this topic, they get confused because they don't know how to answer the questions. That's why the Christians sit there with a funny look on their face when people say, what about these ancient structures that nobody can explain how they were built? Oh, I don't know. Well, no, we need to know so we can give the, the reason for our faith in Christ Jesus. But let me give you some of these quotes from the ancient Rome. And this article starts off saying, History is an eternal repetition. Here are quotes from those who lived through the fall of the Roman Empire. And you guys are gonna you're gonna like some of these. The empire has become a police state with spies and informants everywhere. People are constantly watched, and their every move is watched by the authorities. This is by Sinius of Cyrene, Greek bishop of the fourth century. The Roman Empire is ruled by a small group of elites who only care about their own interests. This would be the Kabbalists, Luciferians again. They did the same thing here in Rome. They have no concern for the welfare of their people, and they will do anything in their power to maintain their power. Salvian, 5th century Christian writer. They're talking about in detail about how this Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, ancient Canaanite religion, has never left. It's always here. It's always the same group of people doing all of this. Another quote. The Roman government has become tyrannical and oppressive. People are no longer free to speak their minds or to express their opinions without fear of reprisal. Ammonius Marsilius, Roman historian of the 4th century. The taxes levied by the Roman government are a heavy burden on the people. They cause great suffering and great difficulty, and yet the government shows no mercy. Sinius of Cyrene. Some people, quote, some people have such levels of depravity that they, have such, they are now seeking sexual pleasures with animals. This is bestiality. This is a sign of the moral decay of our society. The morals of women have become as corrupt as those of men. They indulge in all kinds of shameful behavior, and they longer have any sense of decency or shame. Seneca, the younger, Roman philosopher, first century A.D. This is the first century, first hundred years after Christ, you know, his death, burial, resurrection, right? This is it. So it started. It took hundreds of years, if you read this, for it to completely destroy it. Women have become corrupt and immoral. They no longer satisfy with fulfilling their traditional roles as wives and mothers, but they rather seek power and influence society. Amenius Marsilius, Roman historian of the 4th century. The men of our time have become effeminate and decadent. They are more interested in their appearance and their pleasure than in their duties and responsibilities. They have lost the spirit of self-sacrifice and service. Cassius Dio, 3rd century A.D. Roman historian. And we have asked, told you guys this so many, many times. 
we have stopped raising little Americans in the United States. The Romans stopped raising little Ameri- little Romans. It took hundreds of years for Rome to fall. That's why it's been 100 years now since they started this with us, with over, over 100 years with the Federal Reserve Bank. Here's another quote by Salvian, who was a Christian writer of the 5th century. The men of our time have become effeminate, preferring to spend their days in luxury and indulgence. They have lost courage and the strength that made our ancestors great. The sexual, purses, the sexual practices of our people become so perverted that they are now considered normal. Men marry men, women marry women, and no one bats an eyelid. Amius Marsilius, Roman historian, 4th century. Now, I can just go on and on and on. I'm going to post all of this stuff, but how are we basically paralleling Rome? How are we basically coming in and doing exactly what they did? And the sad part about it is, is that we have no idea how this happened to us because we haven't been educated and we've been completely and totally dumbed down. And, and the thing about it is if we continue to allow this dumbing down of our people in this country and not telling the people the truth, there's no hope. You know, The good news is that that, that dwarf lesbian in Chicago has basically been thrown out of office now. She's not even going to be running Lightfoot. It's out. I talked to Mancow this morning for about an hour. He is so excited that she's gone, and she's one of the reasons that he was taken off the air because the director of his radio station was also a lesbian, and this mayor called the lesbian up to have Mancow censored so he could no longer talk about how bad she was, and then he eventually had his contract. It wasn't renewed. So all of this stuff is happening around us, and the same thing that I told Mancow, the reason that People get censored like this is they can maintain the direct narrative of the positive. They can be Republicans and they can be Democrats, but they can't be in the middle. They can't talk about the issues that are affecting both parties and the compromising of both parties. And then he said that Hannity, the reason he stays you know, at Fox, is that he will never, ever say another thing against a fellow Republican. And he knows better because once you start doing that, you come out and start saying things stuff about it in the middle. You suddenly you lose your prestige and you're taking down. Fox is as compromised as everybody else is, and people don't even realize that. I mean we need to understand that these groups of people that are running this media, they're completely and totally compromised, totally. Another, another story this morning, another train derailment. This is nuts. Uh, train carrying more than 30,000 gallons of propane fuel derails in Florida. Hazmat crews rushed to the scene after six cars overturned. Five cars were carrying sheetrock. One of the overturned cars was carrying propane. No indication at this time that the fuel is leaking. The hazmat teams are, not, are monitoring the situation. I'm surprised they didn't go and say, why don't we just go ahead and release the propane and burn it and just throw a match to it. I mean, we can do that. That's what we do really well. And let's just get the uh, affirmative action going to make sure we have somebody unbelievably stupid making decisions as they did when they burned all of that stuff that, uh, you know, up in Pennsylvania here a few weeks ago. And guys, or Ohio, wherever it was. But the reality is this stuff is never ending, ever ending. It never is. By the way, DeSantis is actually talking about now banning talking about banning the vaccines in the state of Florida as, as far as the COVID vaccines. And now another bill banning vaccinated blood donations, they're saying would decimate the blood supply, opponents are saying. That's true. It actually would. A, ban, a bill to ban doctors who have, have, who have received the COVID-19 vaccination from giving blood will decimate the blood supply in Montana and leave patients at risk of death, said opponents of House Bill 645. Montana's blood supply could be cut by up to 80%, leading to adverse patient outcomes, including unnecessary and unconscionable death Nurmack said that most blood banks are barely meeting the needs of patients today, and with an 80% reduction in blood supply, procedures for accident victims, pregnancy complications, and more mundane blood transfusions would not be possible. House Bill 645 would ban individuals who receive COVID vaccine from donating blood, making it a misdemeanor with a $500 fine to donate or accept blood for vaccinated donors. This bill would also ban people who have diagnosis of long COVID, medically defined as post-cute sequelia sovas carbo 2 due to chronic viral infection. 
And I've, I've got to say this. I mean, I, I don't know what to do about this. I mean, I don't want to go in and get a blood transfusion from somebody who's full of spike proteins. I mean, I really don't. I absolutely have no interest in that whatsoever. But the reality is if you're in a hospital situation and you've got to have blood or you're going to die unless you've given your own blood in advance for the surgery that you're about to have done, you've got a real problem now. And, and it's sad because, I mean, I don't want to be infused with spike proteins from another blood supply. The good news is, from what I've seen now, the vast majority of the shedding and the spike protein damage occurs within the first six months after vaccination. Now, whether it continues to damage the person who's vaccinated, I'm, I'm sure that it does, is, is secondary to the fact that, you know, it won't be as transmittable from that person to the next person. Now, I know that we've got a great product. It's called Nanokinase. It helps to dissolve blood clots. I would start on that, too, by the way. And I would also be able to – I would also make sure that everybody understands that, you know, vitamin E – and cod liver oil are really, really important right now to keep that blood thin and that blood flowing. But that nanokinase, I would take at least one of those every day. In fact, I've started taking one of those every single day just to make sure the blood continues to flow. Now, Gerald Salente, he, he's a great guy. I like him. And uh, But you know, he's got an article here from the Trends Journal, and uh, you know, he's been on our show many times. It says, Musk diplomats want war. Musk is saying diplomats want war. Warriors want peace. But isn't it always the case? that the people that are fighting the wars don't really want to do the wars, but the, all the diplomats and all the generals want to have the war because they're not going to be stuck in trench warfare shooting each other. Just thought I'd mention that. Elon Musk, who I don't trust, by the way, accurately tweeted Monday about the Ukraine war and the U.S. continued effort to keep the conflict going, posting the diplomats want the war and the warriors want peace. His response was to another Twitter user who posted a New York Times article about how General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, once said Ukraine was unlikely to make substantially greater battlefield gains and should move to the bargaining table. The Times said the White House quickly squelched such talk. Miley sent a shockwave through Washington in November when he said Ukraine may want to consider peace negotiations because the Ukraine war would keep dragging on. He later changed his tune and said that Russia had already lost, which is simply not true. Putin considers a nuke upgrade. They have lost strategically and they've lost operationally, and I repeat, they've lost tactically, he said. What they've tried to do, they failed at. The strategic free framing of their objectives of their illegal invasion have all failed, every single one of them. That is simply not true from what we can read and what we've seen. The problem with all of this stuff, again, as I mentioned earlier when I started discussing this thing with Ukraine, is the obfuscation. Obfuscation is a major, major, major problem in the news cycles. We don't really know what's going on because remember – AP and Reuters are both owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. They allow the news to go out. They want to have go out to all of the subsidiary stations, which they also own through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Pretty much all media is controlled by the same groups. And when we understand that, we quickly realize that this is slanted information that we get from the news stories to control groupthink. You know, this morning I was talking to Mancal, like I mentioned earlier. He said he's never seen so much hatred and bitterness. He's been traveling around the country. He was in Kansas City, and he says people just are so mean now, and they're so obese, and they're so unbelievably, you know, he said stupid. He said that they won't listen to anything that you say, and all civility has left the United States. That's because of what I mentioned earlier. It's the constant division, you know, turning the transgender athletes against the other athletes. And I commend that Christian school for stepping out of out of the out of out of the out of out of the playoffs. If everybody do that, everybody does that. I mean, it's just unfair. You know, you get one guy in there who's six foot eight, who you know weighs 270 pounds, and he's towering above the other girls. He just stands there and makes dunk, makes dunk after dunk after dunk. It's not fair, and I don't even know why a coach or a school would think that's okay. It has destroyed women in athletics. I mean, absolutely destroyed it. But these guys continue to push it. But again, that's to all. That's to basically do just come in 
and divide everybody. DeSantis has put out a new memoir. It's called The Courage to Be Free. A lot of people say it's coming right out of, you know, Hungary's playbook is, you know, with Ordovan, which I think is kind of cool because I like I like the president of Hungary. And he says he says little about himself or Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' memoir, The Courage to Be Free, illustrates the success transforming the Republican Party's vision from limiting government's reach of American lives to expanding it so broadly that even school boards become political battlegrounds. Again, this is being written from Yahoo News, so it's very, very liberal. But readers curious about the man expected to try to dethrone former President Donald Trump as a GOP's standard bearer will find a little insight into his roughly 250-page book, which is a light on details about his upbringing, family, or life before politics. It offers little criticism of Trump, and DeSantis does not even hint at a 2024 presidential run. Yesterday, another story came out and says that, not, that, that DeSantis needs to go ahead and just declare or not declare and quit playing the game with everybody else with a stealth campaign. Now, whether he runs or not runs, I don't know what he's going to do. But quite frankly, I think he's being brilliant. Why? Because once he declares that he's going to run, all H-E double sticks are going to break loose against him, especially Donald Trump. Donald Trump is already hammering him, and he hasn't even declared his candidacy. Donald Trump needs to step back out of politics and just go and retire somewhere at Mar-a-Lago and play golf and just be and to have everybody just ignore him. I mean, he's a buffoon at this point. He's a, basically a clown show. But maybe that's why he is running again, isn't it? Maybe it's to keep the narrative going, isn't it? Maybe it's to continue to keep politics, the circus show with the clown acts and the and the elephants and the hippos and the dancing walruses and keeping everything you know fresh all of the time so that the group thing can be controlled in the United States and that we don't think about the chemtrails or the GMOs or the chemicals or the droughts or the floods or the snowstorms or all the poison that was injected to us from the COVID vaccines. I mean, think about that for a second, about how much of this stuff has been put into us that's being poisoning the entire population now, and nobody wants to talk about it. Another article just came out from Bloomberg, and it said – Crypto has lost a battle against fiat currency. The Bank of International Settlements chief, Augustin Carnison, says that the technology doesn't make for trusted money, and he comments that follow the turmoil and bankruptcy of the crypto sector. This, this is so crazy to me that, that basically crypto has been taken out by fiat currency, which is also a fraud, by the way, when you just declare the value of a currency based upon the production of the currency based upon a central bank printing the currency. And I mean it, it's really, really, really sad to me that this is happening. You know, Steve Kurtz came out with another substack this week, and he basically says the vaccine increases your risks of dying. And the Medicare data shows the COVID vaccines are increasing your risk of dying. And he goes, this is why the CDC has never used the Medicare data to prove the vaccines are safe. And this is why nobody in mainstream medicine wants you to see this data ever. They all want it hidden forever. And he goes on, this may be the most important article that he's written in 2023. In this article, he says he publicly reveals that the record-level vax death data from the gold standard Medicare database proves that the vaccines are likely – or making it more likely that the elderly will die prematurely, not less likely. The risk of death remains elevated for an unknown period of time after you get the shot, and we never saw it return to normal. That's why I mentioned that earlier about the nanokinase. The CDC lied to the American people about the safety of these vaccines, and they had access to this data the entire time and kept it hidden and said nothing. I mean this is unreal. He goes on to say, isn't it a shame that none of the world's governments make the vaccine, make the vaccination death records publicly available? And my claim is that if they did that, they would end the debate instantly and prove to the world that the vaccines are unsafe. That's why they keep it locked up. Remember what I told you that that that, that doctor told me who got sued by the Food and Drug Administration and the federal government for making a claim that D3 was good for your immune system. You never made any claims about it doing anything for COVID for your immune system. He spent millions of dollars now in the lawsuit, and he said – that they're trying to settle with him 
The problem is he wants to have a disclosure, an apology for what they've done. And they said they will never do that because it's a battle of matter of national security that they have to maintain the narrative and cannot tell the truth about what's happened and the lies that they've promoted and because of the vaccines. You know, the peasants, who they, which is what they call you know, all of us, who basically uh, you pay our taxes and do what we're supposed to do and try to maintain some type of you know, law-abiding approach to our entire lives, we the peasants of the population of the planet, you know, we have basically been hoodwinked by these guys. And they are so afraid that if they told the peasants the truth, that even in our dumbed-down state with the vaccines and the fluoride and the chemicals in our food supply, that we would pick up torches and pitchforks and we would storm the castle of Dracula <laughs> and Frankenstein and we'd say, you know what, we're not dealing with this anymore. You know, we're going to expose these things for what they are. And they're afraid that they're going to have a mass uprising of the people they've poisoned with this injection. That's why they won't tell the truth, because they don't want the population of the planet to wake up and realize that everything the government has told them is a lie. Uh, I appreciate you guys. But remember, the truth is in the Bible. The truth is in the word of God. The Bible says that light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And this is why we need to understand what the truth is when we have God running this world and we have the Holy Spirit taking care of us and we have all of this stuff happening on an ongoing basis of what we can do and can't do from a health standpoint, et cetera, et cetera, from what we can do to mitigate the damage of this stuff. It's important that we, the Christians of the United States of America, we, the patriots of the United States of America, we, the ones that are willing to tell the truth regardless of the consequences, that we stand our ground and we make sure that everybody knows the truth around us and understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's got your back. Always remember that. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're 100% right. If you know the truth and you know something to be a fact, it's your responsibility to hold that truth and speak it, especially if somebody starts talking about things that aren't true and aren't factual and are downright lies and anti-Christian or anti-biblical. Rebuttal them. That's that's not accurate, bud. (laughs) That's not not accurate. I'll tell you right now, it's not accurate. Here's why. Here, 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 here. That's why you got to be armed with information. That's why you got to be strong. That's why you have to continue to keep the faith and stay positive about things. That's why I continually tell people on a regular basis, you've got to make sure you're staying focused on what needs to be focused on. Yes, there's going to be things that happen. Yes, there's going to be things you have to work through, but you also have to take a step back and say, okay, where is this going? Am I okay with it? How do I want to handle it? Because remember, you're the only one that can control your attitude and your actions. That's it. Nobody's reaching around with you like you're a puppet and making you talk and run your mouth or say things that are untrue or saying things that are hurtful and hateful or speaking negative things about people. That is 100% you. You're in full control of yourself. And that's why it continually talks in the Bible all the time about controlling your tongue. That's why it says in Proverbs, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It says in 1 Peter 30.10, whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil. It's so important that you continue to speak the truth and stay positive about stuff. Now, if there's a garden of weeds, say, that's a garden of weeds. We've got to figure out how to work on that garden of weeds so we can make that garden of weeds a garden of flowers. Absolutely. You've got to live in reality. But sitting around lamenting and talking unbelievably negative, horrible rhetoric about stuff and saying, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I don't know why this person's doing this. Everything's so horrible. You're so horrible. Everything's so bad all the time. I can tell you right now, 100%, your speech will reflect in your life. What you say will reflect in your family. What you say will reflect in your community. That's why you got to be candid and say, listen, we got an issue. 
but here's what we can do. Here's how we can mitigate it. What do we need to do to change the problem? Let's have some problem action solutions, so to speak, the same ones that do that but actually have real problems and real actions and real solutions, not creating the problem and making them worse. Because I've seen now so many times where Christian groups and Christian individuals constantly get in these debates and these arguments about stuff that's completely and totally irrelevant. And they want to have these mild debates. A lot of times people are going to disagree on stuff. Now, when it comes down to children and protecting young children and protecting family and protecting country and protecting the Bible, that's a completely different story. There's no debate on that. You do what you have to do at any point in time to protect your family and protect your kids at all costs. And that is exactly why they're doing everything they can to pervert this younger generation. When we start reaching a point now where they're doing they're doing surveys, and we're talking 10, 15, 20% of these surveys sometimes, 20% of these kids are talking about they're bi or they're tranny or they're undecided. Guys, that's a problem. When you start talking about you know, a quarter of the population, a fifth of the population is so confused beyond means they don't even know what bathroom to use because they've been purely indoctrinated. Because remember, guys, this crap that they're teaching these kids is not known information. Five, six, seven-year-olds are not sexual by nature, by any means at all. They do not really know what's going on from a sexual standpoint. They have no understanding or concept of transgender, you know, cross-dressing, you know, trannies. They don't understand any of that. So you continue to push this stuff on them. And like Dad said earlier, they're using it as a division, but at the same time, it has to be divisive because we can't go along with it. These stinking morons that are involved in all this stuff, these, these sickos that are involved with this pedophilia and all this stuff that you, they're involved in, they cannot let up at all because they know once we start exposing them, like Dad said earlier, just grab the pitchforks and grab the fire torches and storm Dracula's castle. Take that for what it is. Because everybody starts realizing it's not okay. And the problem is now the media has been one of the most effective tools, whether it be through YouTube, whether social media, whether CNN, whether television, has been one of the most effective tools to dumb down the masses and make them even more stupider and also control the younger generation. That is why I have said repeatedly, please be aware and monitor what your children watch. I told you guys months ago there was a show that was on uh, internet. You could watch, and it was basically like this Jurassic Park uh, show. It was like a cartoon Jurassic Park, and the first season of it was really, really actually pretty good. A lot of working together and problem solving, and then all of a sudden somebody told me, somebody texted me up, and they said, dude, make sure the kids are not watching this. I said, why? I said, they had a full-blown makeout scene with two girls in the middle of the show. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon for like five to seven to ten-year-olds. I said, are you serious? I said, yeah. A full-blown makeout scene with two girls. They've now fallen in love with each other, and all the other friends in the show are applauding them. And I said, well, that will be nothing that my kids ever watch now. And I said, why do they have to do that? Why do you have to add a homosexual makeout scene in a kid's show designed for seven-year-olds? The answer is you don't. It's specifically there to indoctrinate these young children to put those little seeds in their mind. It's like that movie that Leonardo DiCaprio played in called Inception. It was the only thing you have to do to create an idea is to plant a seed in somebody's mind. You continue to plant it deep, and you can plant it big, and you will watch it grow if you continue to water it. That's what they've done now. They've planted seeds of perversion in these young children's mind, and then they keep watering them. And little by little, these seeds grow and expand and overtake these children's mindset. That's why I told you yesterday, raise up your children the way they should go, and they will not depart from it. 
But there's also another flip coin to that. What he's saying there, you can flip it the other way. But it says in the Bible, it does not say this in the Bible, but this is what it means on the other side of that. If you raise them in the ways of Baal and Moloch and perversion, they will grow old and they will not depart from that either. (laughs) That's right. That's what people have to understand. There's two sides to that coin. People have to, our friends, our family, our listeners, you have to do everything you can to promote the positive life of Christ and biblical values in your young children. And it wasn't too long ago, I was over at a friend's house, and he was taking care of his son, who's like a five-year-old son, and he was putting him to bed. The girls were gone. All the ladies were gone, and we were over there working on some stuff. And uh, I said, all right, all right, buddy. I said, you ready to pray to go to bed? And his son looks at me. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I pray with his son. I said, here you go. Let's pray. You know, help dad out. Get to bed every night. Pray together. Every night I pray with the kids. Every single night. And I do that intentionally because I'm going to instill that positive biblical values into them. Because what happens is right now in the midst of all this nastiness that they're promoting, there has to be a beacon of light and hope for these young children. There's a reason why that so many of these kids are contemplating suicide heavily, truly complaining suicide. I told you guys the stats on that two weeks ago with young girls. I mean, you got, I mean, was it 30, 40% of them have contemplated seriously suicide in the last year? It's because they don't have any hope. They don't have any fulfillment because everything is turned into one giant synthetic dopamine trigger now with social media. All these young kids are all obsessed with how many likes and how many views and how many thumbs up and how many emojis can I get on this post to the point now there's kids posting some of the most idiotic, moronic things I've ever seen in my life that have been sent to me on that TikTok app. That's what I told you. That that TikTok app is like from the pit of hell in my opinion. Everything's about – oh, it's about algorithms. I talked to some guy the other day. He he had and I knew him as an acquaintance, and I he, he posted something stupid. He sent me. He was like joking about it, and his like girlfriend was. And I said, "What what is that?" I said, "That's stupid." So why would you even post that? I said that reflects badly on y'all. Oh, it's for the algorithms, man. It's so, so we can get more algorithms on it. I'm like, to what degree are you concerned about algorithms? I mean, are you, is, is it to the point now where people are going to completely and totally bury all of their dignity? They're going to throw away all respect that anybody has to them. So, oh, God, i got a higher algorithm. i got 50 more likes. Have we really – have people really been programmed to that extent now with social media? And the answer is, yeah, a lot of the younger generation has been programmed to that extent with social media. That's why it is so important to continue to get the truth out there. I mean I for, the, for like a week or two afterwards, that whole thing in Ohio, I talked to multiple people about it. Almost everybody I come in contact with. What do you think about the crazy incident in Ohio? What are you talking about Ohio? The, the massive chemical tanker derailment in East Palestine. I don't know anything about that. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know anything about that. You, never, you don't know anything about the chemicals. No. Don't you know about now the chemicals are allegedly being transported to Houston, Texas? Now allegedly the EPA has put a pause on it. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, did you hear about Kim Kardashian's got a new blood implant, though? Ho, ho, ho. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. But that's where a lot of the population has become. And that's why it's so important. I saw like that article earlier Dad brought up with this train in Manatee County carrying 30,000 gallons of propane. And apparently the hazmat crews rushed the scene and it didn't ignite. And I thought the exact same thing he said. He took the words out of my mouth when he said it. I said, well, I'm surprised they didn't go in and say, oh, well. The, the train fell over. We should ignite 30,000 gallons of propane. We should just do it because, well, it's, it's science. Let's pop the tanks and ignite it. It's going to be the best thing to do right now. 
30,000 gallons of propane would be catastrophic regardless of where it ignited anywhere in the entire world. But quite frankly, igniting 1.1 million gallons of vinyl chloride has been insanely catastrophic, probably worse than the propane would be. So at least the propane would be one giant bomb. This whole thing with Ohio now has turned into one of the worst chemical disasters we've seen in recent history. Yet, hey, don't worry about that. Continue to go on long on your way. Also, to in other news, this is one that I take with a grain of salt, but I'm bringing it out there because I find it very strange. Yesterday, the Air Force Times put out an article, and this is odd for them to put out an article like this because I find it either theater or they're trying to tell everybody what's happening without telling everybody what's happening. Six top leaders have been fired from the Air Force nuclear base in North Dakota. This is very strange. It's from Air Force Times. It says six leaders, including two commanders and four of their subordinates, were fired from a key Air Force nuclear base in North Dakota without explanation Monday. They said that they lost their jobs due to, and I quote, loss of confidence in their ability to lead. They said their personal actions were necessary to maintain the very high standards we demand of these units and trust that was supporting our nation's nuclear mission. The Air Force declined to say what led to their ousters, what disciplinary actions it may lead to. But ironically enough, I mean, this whole group supports the daily base of 28 B-52 nuclear-capable bombers, with 165 Minutemen 3 nuclear-tipped intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missiles and launch control centers, eight UH-M1 helicopters, and the U.S. Air Force declined to provide any information on whether the other airmen were officers or enlisted. Very strange. Don't know why that got released. However, it has not made it on any mainstream news outlet whatsoever. It's on Air Force Times pretty much only that I've been able to find. However, it is seeming very strange that you have a situation like this in North Dakota was it that they didn't want to go along with something or was it that they were going to say something or was it simply that they're purging more top key military that's not going to follow orders? Remember what happened after Benghazi, that massive debacle, all those officers, all those military members that all of a sudden either quit or suddenly let go after that entire incident over there. And I already told you guys the other day of what my ranger buddy told me essentially what happened over there. There's nothing short of top tier, not only collusion, but subversion and lies that goes on behind the scenes. That's why I said, do not believe anything you hear in most cases because there's some other scene that's going on that we're not knowing about. Just like the Chinese spy balloon that everybody stared up at the sky and drooled on themselves for for an entire week. I had people texting me up, like, what do you think? Is the spy balloon going to bomb us? I said, dude, really? It's 2023. You think the Chinese technology, they're going to send a balloon over the country to drop a bomb on us? I said, is that really where you think we're going with this? I said, no, it was one giant psyop to keep people distracted from what was going on. Continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis and continue to stay strong on what you believe because there's definitely a lot of weird stuff. I saw an article earlier that was on the Pfizer leaks with Twitter, and I can't verify this. This is just what they said on here. There was an English translation of Dr. Nagao. And he's basically over in Japan, and there he's claiming now that Merck is buying up numerous pharmaceutical companies out of India to shut down the manufacturing of generic ivermectin. Now, I have no idea if this is accurate or not. However, does it sound very plausible that they could be doing this considering the fact that we know how effective ivermectin is? And the fact that now if you try to get ivermectin in the United States, even generic ivermectin, the pharmacies are absolutely price gouging even to this day. I talked to somebody a couple weeks ago that went to go get another script for it just as a backup. Their doctor wrote them a script, and they again declined it. They said that they are not, prescri- they are not 
filling any prescriptions that are off box, that it has to be specifically for parasites now, cannot be for COVID, cannot be for anything other than parasites, period. That's it. So they went and got another script for it, and they filled it. It was like $450 for a one-week cycle of ivermectin. My family, my Atlanta side of the family, her mom and dad who were missionaries to Ecuador, they said you could walk into any pharmacy over the counter and buy ivermectin. You get like a one-week supply for like $12, $12 down there. They said dirt cheap. It's all generic ivermectin. It's the same stuff up here that we have, the same stuff they have down there. You don't have to have a prescription for it. You just go in and buy it. That kind of makes you question, isn't it? Why in the world are they been restricting ivermectin so much? We even saw it happen to us during COVID. I saw friends that were trying to get it. Now, allegedly, Merck's buying up pharmaceutical sites in India to shut it down. If that's true or not, I don't know. But it would seem like a good play, wouldn't it? Especially if they're planning on releasing something again in the next year or two. All of a sudden now, the generic ivermectin just disappears. Can't get it. Now you get the on the, the main label stuff. The name name brand stuff, and it's going to be two or three thousand dollars, not covered under insurance for a one week cycle, would be a good play if I was a, a global elite trying to take over the world. I feel like I'm watching some cartoon show with these clowns, Dad. It's like all I ever turn around and do is try to cause chaos, confusion all the time, and it's our job to constantly seed through it all and figure it out and call them out for what they're doing. It's like well, this game my, they play is ridiculous. Well, you know, what's interesting is there's multiple different types of cancers that ivermectin can be used for. Obviously, I, I reported on that last week, and that's that's crazy. I, I wasn't aware of that, but remember, Holga Clark said that in her book, The Cure for All Cancers. She said that cancers were primarily a parasitic infestation that basically gets out of hand and starts creating chemicals in the body that causes the cells to divide you know, improperly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that was her big theory, and she was a top Ph.D. biologist. And, you know, I don't know if, whether you follow Helga Clark or any of these other people that are these alternative doctors, but the reality is she came. they came after her pretty doggone hard. They really did, and uh, they arrested her one time when she was in an airport. I mean, so when they, get, when they start arresting people and they make it really public like that, I have to start thinking that just a lot of the stuff they're talking about is probably accurate uh, because why are they making such a spectacle of that person? Why are they singling them out like that? So – if we know ivermectin treats cancer, and that's particularly prostate cancer, in, in basically in laboratory settings, you know, why in the world are they basically pulling it off the market like this? Well, they don't want any off-label looking at it as far as other types of things it can do, except for parasites. And th- there's a lot of other stuff I could talk about right now about ivermectin, but the reality is, is that you need to keep some of that over. And you could, there's some there's some pharmacies over in India that still sell it. I'm not telling you to go to an offshore pharmacy. I'm just telling you there are. And you don't need a prescription for it. I'm not telling you that either. I'm not this conversation never took place <laughs> between me and you. But I, and I'm not advising you to do anything. It's just that you know it needs to be in your household medicine chest, as far as I'm concerned, for parasitic infestations. <laughs> That's all I can say. And and the fact that they're making it so hard to get is is crazy. Oh, by the way, Trump now is revamping his fundraising operation after struggling to raise money for 2024. Its numbers shared exclusively with NBC News. The former president raised only $9 million in the final six-week period of 2022, less than he raised in six weeks before his launch. I mean, this is not enough money to basically run for president of the United States and be competitive as far as buying advertising, period. And I think Trump has lost his luster with that. Uh, talking about the news and cycles, et cetera, et cetera, Murdoch is now testifying that Fox commentators endorsed Trump's 2020 Election lie. What? Well, you remember Murdoch's pretty compromised. The Fox corporate chairman, Fox chairman Rupert Murdoch, testified that Fox News popular commentators endorsed Donald Trump's false claim that the 2020 election, the presidential election, was rigged. Even though Murdoch said he doubted the conspiracy theory right away, 
according to a filing of the defamation lawsuit. So Murdoch is now being called into a place where he has to testify under oath. And then Political came out with an article and said, we have a real UFO problem and it's not balloons. America's fixation on the recent objects floating over the country's overlooks, much more serious problem with advanced technology aircraft that we cannot explain. The Navy has officially acknowledged 11 near misses with unidentified aerial phenomena that required evasive action and triggered mandatory safety reports between 20, 2004 and 2021. That's what they're acknowledging. It was much, much, much higher than that. And again, we're going to cover this in Angel Wars. What I can tell you from what I've learned right now, some of the top people believe that these things that we have flying around are remnants of the Angel Wars, and they're very, very, very real. And we'll talk about that when we do that show in the next few weeks. I think you're going to really enjoy this. We're going to tie all of this mess together as quickly as we possibly can in that broadcast. By the way, the NFL star says now another another NFL star has abruptly retired at the age of 30 and says, do not take injections they give you. Wow. Miami Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones, a former all-pro and pro baller, announced V, a pair of tweets that he would no longer run. He could no longer run or jump and seemingly implied he was stepping away for the, from the game for good and warning you not to take the injections of the pills they give you if you're a former NFL player. And then I had a former Heisman Trophy player tell me they used to give them all kinds of pills as anti-inflammatories, and he found there were natural things that you could do, and he quit taking all of the pills. And then there's another article that says 10 myths told by covert experts that are now being debunked. I'm going to read these real quick. The, the New York Post is putting this out. Misinformation, number one, natural immunity offers little protection compared to a vaccinated immunity with the exact opposite of that. Number two, Masks prevent COVID transmission, complete and total lie, which we told you that years ago. School closures reduce COVID transmission, another total lie. Myocarditis vaccine is less common than the infection. That is an absolute fact. That is, myocarditis from the vaccine is basically a primary cause from the vaccine. They're saying it's less common. The young people benefit from vaccine booster. No, they do not. Vaccine mandates increase vaccination rates. No, they really, really don't for people who are refusing to take these things, and they're not helping anybody from herd immunity. And the, origi- the COVID originating from the Wuhan lab is a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. This is something that was worked with at Fort Detrick and then sent over to Africa, then back to Fort Detrick, and then basically sent over to some of the universities in the United States and then sent to Wuhan for gain of function. I can't finish the rest of those. We're out of time. But, guys, I appreciate you, and I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. Keep your faith in Jesus. He's the only answer we've got because he is the only way we're getting off this planet. <laughs> Just let you know that and have an eternal life from that point forward. He's our escape plan, and we always remember that. And stand firm in the word of God. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. You're 100% right. It's kind of like the joke everybody says, you know. Nobody gets off this planet alive. It's mean, <laughs> not going to happen. So got to figure out where you stand on everything and how you fit into this big world and do the best you absolutely can while you're here, including taking care of your family, supporting your family and your children the best you possibly can. And I encourage you, all of you, be active and be involved in your children's education and in their life. I mean, it's an important part too. continue to encourage them, continue to teach them the ways that they should act and continue to primarily put biblical values into them as they continue to grow up. I encourage you on that. Be sure if you need anything, healthmasters.com. I told you earlier, the super potent E, our mixed to coferol vitamin E formula is on sales product of the week. Really good. It's actually a four spectrum vitamin E. If you want to look it up on the website, it's very, very high dose, very effective, incredibly good for cardiovascular health and blood circulation and antioxidant properties. Something I recommend on a regular basis, especially 
if you ever had any type of cardiac events or if you're a very well, uh, very aggressive athlete putting out a lot of, you know, energy on a regular basis really keeps that circulatory system functioning properly. Be careful on the dosage. I know some people take very high doses of it and get great results. However, one thing you will notice if you ever take too high doses of it, if you cut your finger on something, your blood will not clot as quickly. That's just something to be aware of if you're taking real high therapeutic doses of it. But standard doses of it that we have on the bottle, it's never an issue with that whatsoever. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com on sale. And please sign up for our free weekly newsletter on the website. We send out all kinds of special sales kit stuff before anybody else knows about it on the website, along with sending you the daily show link right to your email so you can click on it, listen to the show, forward it, and you know the synopsis of each show. And also check out the links to what we have, the daily news articles right there on the front page below all that. So you can look at all the different articles we talk about every day, plus dozens more that we put up on a daily basis. So thank you again, my friends, for the continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.